Hello and welcome to episode two of Grass Kings. This is the Storied Arcs podcast, and I am your co-host, Mike. And I'm your co-host, Alex. Now, I am already pleased with myself because last episode, I announced it as issues one through six, and if you listen to the Paper Girls podcast, I had a very hard time remembering that it was five issues per story arc. This time, it's more confusing. It's one through six, followed by seven through 11, then 12 through 15, and so far, I'm two for two. Congratulations. Don't mean to toot my own horn, but I assure you no one else will uh, on that small of a victory. I definitely won't. So so I, I hinted that last time I wasn't that crazy about this arc. I think that's unfair. I think it just took me a long time to get into this arc. Uh, and to me, I, so the words I wrote down were, this is redneck CSI. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I think, you know, we talked about last episode about the, the shift in tone. We talked about how each arc is a little different and the biggest shift, the biggest tone shift is from one and two. Cause I think you, you get, you get some history in, 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 about the grass kingdom and a lot of stuff happens story wise in that first arc. You know, there is, uh, you know, you know, you know, Maria shows up dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, Maria shows up and then, you know, the, the confrontation with, with, with Cargill and, and Sheriff Humbert and all this stuff, a lot of pinball gets hit. Yeah. Yeah. Big Dan is there, you know, the, the, the first attack and then the, the big attack in the end, a lot of stuff happens, a lot of action in this arc where we start in the beginning and where we start at the end is, is very subtle. We, we start with, we start with really, we start with Robert and Bruce kind of working together kind of looking back at the history of things that have happened in the grass kingdom. And it ends with them coming to blows and at odds. And all we've done is educate the audience, the reader on the history of not just the, the kingdom as a whole, but a lot of the other side players. We, you know, we see, we get Pike who is a, a first right. nations member uh, who runs the store. We get Shelly uh, who runs the, the junkyard, the auto mechanic, um, we get Robert's time. I'm sorry. We get Bruce's time uh, as a sheriff back in um, back in in, in Raven. Um, again, it's, and it's all tied around the idea of uh, the the Thin Air Killer uh, and this other death. This uh, this former kind of part time resident of the the Grass Kingdom, uh, Jen Jen Handel, uh, who who uh, death was ruled um, initially. I guess it was a suicide. And the people of Cargo who came... It's a suicide that no one seems to believe. It, yeah, it's a suicide. Everyone's willing to accept, yeah. which is a weird line. It, it, it is. And part of it is the idea of, you know, they you know they had, a, again, like with some of the... We talked about in the first uh, episode, when something like this happens in the Grass Kingdom, they call in the sheriff from Cargo to try and get some help on the investigation. And, and Humbert was pretty convinced that this was murder because uh, her, her trailer burned down. Um, right. but, but it was deemed a suicide and, and, and this is kind of one of those things that, that, that Humbert needled Bruce with at the end of the first arc that, you know, you, you right. go back and look at this and this is going to lead you down the road of, but now what the truth Matt is. Kent is needling us with it. Yes. And yeah. And that to me is the cruel. Now I do think we get a clever resolution of, we see how the burning down happened. Yes. We have a theory as to how the hanging happened. Yes. But we still don't know. We don't know. Uh, yeah. So it's not solved, but there is, it's like you pulled enough back to be like, okay, you made this worth my while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my main complaint is uh, the, the first, the thing that I, we praised above and 
uh, above everything in the first story arc is uh, the art and the way the art carried the story and the way the art told the story. And this is such a dialogue dense and heavy uh, trade paperback here. Well, that it, I feel it, like the, the art is heavy. wasted. It's text heavy because yes. a lot of it's flashback, a lot of story. Yeah, they're, right. They're, I, I think you read more dialogue in the first issue of this trade than you did in all of the last trade. Yeah, I, I would agree. There, there's, there is a lot more because they're they're trying to you know what they're accomplishing in this arc is that you're and it's you're, conversations, right? And it's like yeah, uh, it, it, this is not a great use of a visual medium no they're just walking they're, around having conversations there, there is there is this but there, there is the same conceit though that we had of the we got a lot of flashbacks and someone is relaying the story not so much in real time because some of it is you know at least um i think pike's backstory the first nations guy who runs the the, the, the convenience store i think it's the Jen Handel character is narrating that. So we know she is dead in right. current timeline, but she's narrating the story from a place of the future versus what we've seen from Kai's story. So it's still the idea of the narration is coming from a different time than the action that we're seeing. I think the rest of the story is like Shelley's, Maria's, um, Robert, uh, Bruce's, uh, uh, Archie's, all those come from the current day looking back. So it's the same construction, but yeah, it's a lot more text. The, it's well, a lot more I think more the words. difference, and we drew this comparison last episode, is compare this to a Sean Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips can do dialogue-heavy things. Um, I think there's a lot of words in the fade-out, for instance. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, his art style is a little more up-close and you can read facial details that will sometimes contradict words. You can tell a perp is lying, like in a good uh, noir movie, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. And this kind of crude sketching and watercoloring does not lend itself to that. It feels like a lot of the same panel over and over again a lot of times. I, 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 and I don't I, think I that's Jenkins' that. fault. This is like, yeah. it's just, uh, Kent should know what he has to work with here. And it's like, you're not going to get like subtle eyebrow movements and shift of eyes from Tyler Jenkins art. Uh, and it's unfair to put that on him. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think, I, I, I think that's a fair criticism of, of this arc and the idea that it is more, it's more script based storytelling than we saw in the first arc. The first arc was much more, right. Was much more art based um, in, in terms of, but um, I don't think it's like emotion. Like I don't think it's laziness, and I don't think it's bad writing. I think it was intentional. Yes, I think I think it was very, intentional. It's very yeah. intentional, yeah. Uh, which you come to terms with uh, throughout it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we jump to the beginning of this story, and some time has passed, and it's very unclear uh, because uh, Humbert's healed, mm-hmm. so and he was shot. You know, it yeah. takes at least a few weeks, but judging from the art, it is now autumn. Yeah, and it looked like it was spring or summer before. Mm-hmm. So let's say a few months, uh, and they're still chewing on this uh, mystery, and they've decided yeah. they're going to go into CSI mode, which is mm-hmm. like my favorite parody of it was in uh, Community. I think it's season three. Uh, it's the Ass Crack Bandit. Yes, <laughs> and Troy and Abed yeah. walk around, and they're like talking to uh, Neil about something and Neil's just mindlessly like putting papers in a filing cabinet. Uh, and there's no reason he would be doing that at all uh, as a character. It's just like what you do in these shows. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like the way that they approach everyone here, uh, you can read it two ways, I guess. One way would be to say, like, it's a little bit of uh, cookie-cutter, boilerplate, procedural drama type thing. The other way to look at it is to say, no, we've already built this world, this story, and this is an homage to that thing. Yeah. And that's the more generous way. Yeah, I I think it's more in that case because, you know, we're talking about a closed insular community. So digging back into their own past of it, you know, they're not talking to anybody new, you know? They're 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 not interviewing strangers. These are people that they know. So, you know, you know how much investigating can they really do? What kind of tropes can they really hit? These are the people that, you know, as we talk about, their community all relies on each other. So these are people that that they know intimately well in terms of. And but they they talk about, hey, how well do we really know these people? Well, I you know I call BS on that. They I think they know who these people are when they got there. They may not know all their story from how they showed up there, but they know who they are when they're there. And I think, right. you know, and but, they kind of know, uh, they kind of have like a don't ask, don't tell policy. There right? is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to know anything incriminating about you. Yeah. So I want to be able as, to say, I know you as long as you when you're here, as bad. long as when you're here and with us, you abide by the things that we all agree on. Right. You're okay with that. But it is, but because, because Bruce has this, this tingling in the back of his mind because of what Humbert told him and he's been talking to Robert about it. They, they feel they got to act on something, you know? And, and, and I think they, at least I feel Robert is kind of resigned on how much he feels they can actually do, you know? Cause at, at this point I think Bruce is like, I'm back in sheriff mode. You right. know, I'm, I'm back in, I, I used to do this for a living. I know what I'm doing. Go back, reinvestigate a case. I think Robert's more resigned of like, well, let's just see what's, let's see what comes of it. You know, he's a little more skeptical, but he'll do it because I think at this point he still feels it's, it's, it's good for the community to try to figure this out right. and see what's here. Obviously by the end of the arc, uh, he's very much against that. But, but for now at the start, it's the idea of, okay, well let's, let's look into this because, because maybe there's something here. Maybe there's something here worth checking out. You know, Bruce seems in on it. So, so let's go and take a look and, and, you know, start talking to people and, and, and see what we get. And uh, I, I think that's the reason why it's so text heavy, dialogue heavy, because this whole arc, all five issues, it's just folks talking to each other. It's right. like a, it's and like I a guess, giant it's like a giant game of telephone, um, where and the handoffs between it, issues are very cool. It, 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 it's structured very well. Where yeah, you 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 jump from uh, you know you get a replay a of replay the last of scene from a new, something new you know what they said and the characters leave and you follow the the previous character. Or it's overheard and you jump back around and it's interesting because the I think the main theme of all of this of this arc uh, comes when. Asher and Pinball go see the Satellite Sisters, uh, Patch and Judy, who we learn are we, – we, they, they had a quick cameo in the in the first arc when Robert's going around rallying the troops. But Frankly, we, much like Hemingway, much like yeah. – I mean, Pike, uh, yeah. basically all the characters we meet here yeah, yeah. are people we just got – Yeah, so, so they, they, weren't even named, they weren't even named in the, in the first arc. But they're the Satellite Sisters, and we find out they are the people in charge of – Surveillance, I guess, in the Grass Kingdom. They are out there um, listening to and recording basically everything that goes on 
in I mean, an Orwellian said, way. Yeah, I and, mean, and, this is like 1984 level yeah, stuff. Yeah, they have. They, they talk about now that all the recordings are saved digitally to the cloud. Anything back in the day, they have like actual physical tapes on, and this is stuff they've kept, so they can go back. You know, so what happens is, you know, Asher and Pinball go back, and they want to find out. They want to find some of the recordings from around the time before, right before that the teacher Jed Handel was killed. So, you know. The satellite sisters that go back and they bring out a big box of tapes from around that time, and they're all like meticulously labeled, like who was talking to who and when and the time, which means like. And it asks a lot of trust. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, don't worry if anyone from the outside came to this place. Would we burn up. it. And he's like, really? Yeah. It's like, well, no, it wouldn't actually like self detonate, but yeah. we would, we would yeah. take care yeah. of it. Trust us. Yeah. All of your secrets are safe yeah. with us. And, and you get two reactions. You get. Asher is like, yeah, this this is this is the cost of this. We got to do what right. you would expect him to say, being being family of the guys who run this stuff and probably help set it all up. And then you got Pinball being like, whoa, wait a minute, I I, I thought we're like the free people. Like, what are we doing with this? Like, you mentioned this real like or- Orwellian style kind of overlording of 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 our communications and and all of that. He he's the one kind of taking it back. Like, wait a minute, you guys listen to. All of that? You record all of that? And he, he's kind of taken aback. So it almost makes it feel like maybe not everyone knows the level. Like every time you talk on one of the radios or CBs or on a phone that someone's listening. Well, I know? think the other thing to consider, though, is that it, it should be equally appalling that they receive what they, they were looking for. Yes. Like, yeah. So if someone came in here and asked you for my tapes, you would just hand them over yeah. to any other yeah. member yeah. of the well, grass. Well, well, but but... but to be fair, though, actually, they don't hand them over. They they do say they can't leave the their trailer there. That um, Judy and Patch will listen to them, but Asher sneaks one of them out, which right. is which is that propels the plot forward in terms of uh, what actually <laughs> happens story wise. But it is the idea that anyone can request. So they basically asked. And Asher asked can them, really only get in so much trouble. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But it's, but still, it's the idea that um, you know. We see in some of the art, especially in this arc, we see, I guess they're cameras or mics that are all around. So I guess people know that they're... I My understanding is that they are in all public shared spaces, not in people's homes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, which does separate it from Orwell. And to me... But but they have they have phone conversations. So they, they, yes. So they're, they're not... Yes, they're not it's hear- wiretapping. Yeah, they're it's not just... hearing you if we're talking to you in my trailer. But if I call you... On the phone or or on the the CB or anything like that, they have that recording, you know. And so there there is a there's a level of you know, see we you know you know the the first arc was very much they have their own Patriot Act. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it, and they to me it's I I want to know why they have it. Yeah. Uh, well, but but, it, it's but not I think suspicion I, but, of their own citizens. I think but, I think it's to monitor. When some foreigner comes in, maybe so. But I, I, I think Robert and Bruce probably and all the guy would say that it's for you need this for the security of the Grass Kingdom. We need to make sure that everyone here is bought into what we believe in, which again is kind of the antithesis of the idea of you know we're being free of restrictions or whatnot. This is a very strict one, and I think they, I think they would make that argument. Um, that th- th- this is a necessary evil, and I think Asher even says that when he's trying to justify it to to pinball, like, "Hey, this is the cost of us being, quote unquote, free." Right. Which uh... and, and and pinball's like, "Well, like, is that freedom?" You know, which is I think is a valid question. You know, and so th- this 
the idea that they're in this free independent state, quote unquote, but yet they're under this level of surveillance. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, a risk of sounding like a country ballad, freedom is never free. Yeah, um, there's yeah. always yeah. some cost and there's always some trade off. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. Well, and, 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 and I, well, I understand the adults have made the calculus and decided yes. to do this. Yeah, it's interesting that pinball has been living in this and does not know that he has made that negotiation. Yeah, yeah. I want to get and that's the problem. And we talk about, you know, pinball in the first, him and Asher being the younger guys. Um, you know, and we, we obviously see in this arc they play in a band with who two other people and they they leave the grass kingdom to go play a gig. You know, these guys these yeah, guys whenever they want to. Seemingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, because no one's stopping them there. And we know that Pinball has snuck out in a cargo to see movies and wants to do other things and he's got and, that vinyl record collection. I don't yeah, think there's a vinyl shop in the grass kingdom. Exactly. Yeah. So the idea that 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 he maybe understands and probably does believe in what they're doing in the grass kingdom, but he does want a little more and maybe has a different understanding or, or yeah has a different understanding of what they're doing there and what they are all about because yeah he clearly wasn't aware that the, that the surveillance was was this level and and you you get the sense of that okay yeah they they claim this is a necessary evil probably but then you start thinking well you know what can this do and we see with the tape that that uh, that Asher takes he doesn't even know what's on it but what he sees is Archie who is um pinball's dad adopted dad we find out but he's all his purposes his father it's a conversation between him and and Jen Handel, the the the, right. the, the teacher who who died, and Asher doesn't know what it is. Um, and Pinball is clearly surprised. Like I, he didn't he didn't know his dad had any relationship with 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 with, with Miss Handel. So um, Asher takes it and he surreptitiously drops it off to 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 Robert and Robert and Maria listen to it. Um, but it's the idea that this stuff. The recording, obviously, what satellite systems were talking about, if anyone, you know, this would never leave the gas kingdom. It'd never get out. We'd burn it all. We'd right. get rid of it. But it's actually being weaponized internally now because they right. find out that that Archie maybe didn't actually have an affair with Jen Handel, but she, he was he was he was he taken to. by her. he yes. wanted to. Yeah. He wrote all these love letters to her while he was with with you know his his wife Allison, which is. You know, uh, uh, pinball's mother, and and also I think they have a sister. He has a, a younger sister as well. So you know, it would upend his life, and also, as we find out, it implicates her in her death because we find out that that she had called him in a panic the night she died. He goes over to her. He finds her already dead, hanging in her closet, and instead of calling for help or whatnot, he freaks out about the love letters and doesn't know where they are. So he burns. He burns the the trailer now. Right. So this idea that the worry that all this stuff, the recording and pinball's original worry was, hey, this gets out, how bad it looks for us on the outside. It ends up being about an us versus us on the inside, again, which is a change from the first arc, which was very much us, the Grass Kingdom versus yeah. Them. And you notice in this story arc, you do not get Humbert until the final pages. Yes. Yeah. At he, least not. Uh, present time yeah he, he's not a there are no outside forces acting in on you right now all the struggle comes internally and it's all based around this surveillance state that they've set up um right which and, just takes me back to my um that, that quote that i loved in the first one where it's like you know we're 
we're safe in this because of each other. Yes. Um, like the whole fabric of everything they're doing is built on this baseline level trust, although the baseline level trust is built on a willful level of ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the whole thing seems to be um, tearing at the – it's fraying at the edges. It's, it's, and you understand all of these opening panels. Yeah. Why on this spot of land – Someone has had a fight over it yeah. every hundred years. Mm-hmm. You know whether it was um, uh, apparently dragons in this fantasy Tolkien esque. Yes, uh, absolutely. Opening of issue four before um, before then the 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 many years before the the native the native uh, uh, yes settlers four ninety A D. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, you know, you'd have indigenous people here, uh, and then you've got seventeen sixty. Uh, all those timestamps from the beginning, and all of them are depicting conflict. Nineteen uh, twenties. Uh, it, it's all. It, it's all showing you something about human nature. Yeah. Something that the Grass Kingdom has tried to deny, yeah. or bury, or obscure, or possibly even overcome. Maybe through so. Isolation. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, but again, again, it's the idea that. There's always going to be some conflict, but maybe the assumption was, and maybe incorrect assumption, was that conflict would always come from the outside, like we right. saw, like we saw in the first arc. From it was, those people, it was the outsiders. We Cargill. all have agreed to this social yeah. contract. But now we see that, yeah, it, it is fraying at the edge, and that maybe their construct is not as is not as solid as we thought. As maybe well, they thought it's it was a founders' error, in my opinion, yeah. because. Yeah. Uh, Anytime you found a thing like this, whether it's a club or a band or a guild of any kind uh, or a country, there is some implicit understanding between the founders. They all understand the terms and what they're agreeing to. And within a generation or two, you get a pinball who's like, I'm signed up for what now? Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. uh, You know, I didn't agree to that. And the system needs to either uh, change or die. And either way, there's probably some blood spilled. Yeah, yeah. That that uh, maybe things on the inside, quote unquote, aren't really all that different from how they are on the outside. And you know, that's something that Maria talks about. Uh, we find out a little more of her motivation that she came here specifically because there's something going on with these murders, and she feels that Humbert screwed up. And he want, and so she came over here also to get away from well, him. Well, Hemingway also, try to like, find out. Yeah, this well, is why I live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but at some point, Maria blows up at Shelley like, "You guys are no better than everything out there. The same, the same internal politics, the same, you know, hiding of the truth and and obscuring the facts and things like that to save your own to save your own save your own butt." Which is not an unfair thing to say, but at that point, I would take the guns away from her. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is if true. If you think it's we're true. the same as the people out there, I just saw yeah. you unload. Yeah. Rounds, yeah, yeah, uh, into yeah. multiple well, persons. But, again, but at this point, she's been there for a few months. She's been living with Robert. Robert's better. Maria seems to be going all right. But there is yeah, this sense of that, you know, the uh, this idea of the Grass Kingdom, everything it's built on. What we're seeing now in this arc is that maybe it's not even just as tenuous. It may not. It, it may be complete a complete facade. It may be a total right. house of cards that's already falling, and and they're only now just coming to realize that because they. They aren't that different from from everybody else, from the outside world. That they're driven by the same sort of things, even though they claim that we're doing this all for each other. You know, everyone kind of being equal, accepting what we have. 
But as we see at the end of the arc from Robert, his understanding is, no, the most important thing is we got to protect this. It's not about finding the truth. If there's a killer here or whatnot, like, we solve that. You know, it's important for us to deal with this internally. Right. It's not about the truth. It's not about resolution. It's about keeping the kingdom together. It's about what happens to us. And that's effectively the same kind of thing that, that you, you would say that, that Sheriff Humbert has about Cargill, you know? It's all about him and and the people he quote unquote protects and serves, you know, and and it, it's in the end it's just a very selfish way to look at the world, and I think that's what Maria is trying to get across that nobody's different than anybody else. This is all that we have, and and it's trying to now show that uh, what's inside, like I said, what's inside isn't all that different from what's on the outside. Yeah, and and uh, you know we find out that. Uh, Archie also arrived in the Grass Kingdom running away from demons. Yep. Comes, creates all new demons. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like, yeah, your setting changed. You didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're still the same person. Yeah. You yeah. got to work through that yeah. stuff. You can't just go somewhere else and hit the reset button. But he tried, though. Um, it, it, it's, clear, it's clear he tried. He did, but is he not a test case for the failure of the Grass Kingdom yes. concept? Yes. Um, but now the only piece of the plot that we actually didn't really talk about, I mean, we get a Shelley backstory, we get a Pike backstory. Yeah. I don't feel like recapping those beat no, for beat. No, no, no. Um, but we did not talk about Asher and Pinball's venture to the island. I was going to get to the, the, okay. the end. Yeah, because it's that's very brief. And, and it's a total outlier. We don't see right. We, we and they they go and there. They get no information. We we get nothing. Yeah. So, so it's not even really part of the investigation. It's kind of yeah. like. And be, Are you laying pipe for volume three? Yeah, you see, you have to make the assumption that something comes. In. So you get one, you get one, basically one mention of of the island when we should say the in volume one. The the yeah, uh, the, the it's an ex naval seal lives there. A guy by the name of uh, uh, Neil Barco and Maria um, stopped there. Yeah, Maria stopped there. So we know it exists. And then here we get an actual scene there. Um, it's very brief, and it's it's in the process of. Asher and Pinball doing their own because everyone's kind of doing their own investigation because because right. of 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 and reexamination of what happened to 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 Miss Handel. So um, it, as part of their investigation, they ended up going to the island. Um, and what we learned about the island, though, is that it is they are it's two people there, yeah. and they are dangerous, yes. but they are also discerning. Yes, they did not harm Maria. Yeah, they are. Pretty pissed, yeah. but they did not harm Pinball and Asher. Yeah. Well, and so the one guy that's the first guy they meet is Sam, who I think has one scene cameo in the first arc, but they know him. They know him. Yes, they know and, him, and I and, wrote it down as Sam's Island. Well, it, it, well so it, it, see, it's not. Because I think Sam is part of the Grass Kingdom. Okay. And they talk about something like either one of the kids, Asher Pinball, says, hey, aren't you supposed to be you know, managing our, our guns and ammo? So it's like it's like he is the... He's like the munitions guy, I guess. But he's part of the Grass Kingdom. And then Barco comes out and and whatever Sam is doing with Barco has nothing to do with the Grass Kingdom. Because we see some shady fingers in the back, uh, like through some glass, some some bald guys in suits, which clearly means they're probably bad guys. But, you know, Barco makes it very clear that they are technically trespassing because the island is not part of the Grass Kingdom. You know, he's like, he respects what they're doing out there, but, but, you know, you guys are your own thing. This island, my island is my own thing. You guys shouldn't be here. If you come back, we're going to shoot you. 
And right. It's like yeah. that, that's like a Grass Kingdom versus Grass Kingdom. Yeah, right? yeah. Or, or Grass Kingdom versus a another version of the Grass Kingdom. Maybe the more militant version that we kind of talked about in the first in the first episode. Yeah. You know, the idea that they're you know this guy's ex Navy SEAL, um, who y- you you would probably make a pretty good bet he's got some sort of beefs specific beefs with the government because he's ex military and now he's living off the grid and he knows how to wield whatever he yeah is. yeah yeah but but it happens so quickly because Sam draw these guys Asher and Pinball they know Sam he's someone from the Grass Kingdom but Sam draws on them to get them off the island and they, so they hightail it out and they they get back to the Grass Kingdom and they jump right back into the ongoing kind of investigation of, of the overall story. So that quick couple pages on the island really kind of get glossed over because they're sandwiched by everything else that's going on. This this uncovering more and more about, hey, what was going on with, with Jed? What was going on with Archie? You know, does any of this have to do with the case that, um, that Bruce had in Raven, which is thought to be like the first... Uh, uh, a case of this potential serial killer and all that stuff. There's all this kind of murder mystery murkiness and intrigue around there that the stuff on the island, it just seems like a random blip. And, you know, right. if you're, you know, an attentive storyteller uh, 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 or, or story consumer, you can safely assume that, okay, this is probably going to be important maybe later, you know? Right. But it goes by so quickly and with, out any context and any follow-up in this arc, it seems wildly out of place um, because it's never fought up again. Um, even Asher and Sam, when they get, they don't talk about it again. You know, when they get back, they're talking about other things. Right. You know, they, they don't even bother with talking about what just happened. The fact that they were I mean, on the I mean, that's silent. also like Teenage Boys, right? It probably it's, is yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, their brains are like etch-a-sketches. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, just one good shake and they're totally reset. Yeah. And ready to go do something stupid again. Yeah, which, you know, but yeah, that is the, it's the one random kind of out of place scene. Everything else is, is, is tied to this overall mystery of the death of, of Jen and how it does or doesn't tie in with this overall mystery of a serial killer. Well, and there's these enigmatic quotes from Sam and the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. About, um, about trouble. He says something about, um, it's, Global, it's bigger than. What is that quote you have in front of you? It's uh, it's Sam says something on the about that, page right? right next to me. I'm serious. What's going on here is big. Yeah, global, big. Whatever you guys are looking into, this ain't it. You need to get out of here, uh, quick. And then it says, "Boys, you're trespassing." We don't get this guy's name, but he is not one to be messed with. Yeah. So, uh, and then that is we we assume that is the guy that says is, trouble, that, yeah, and is, Sam says yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's Barco. That's that's the guy who who's they assume his, it is his island. He, he is the okay. ex Navy SEAL. But yeah, so there's yeah there's these really vague and kind of ominous stuff there. Um, but yeah, they're only on the island for for what like one two three four. Which like makes five me pages? think that they, as the more militant ones, yeah, are both more paranoid and more suspicious of Fed activity. Definitely, definitely. Uh, they're yeah. ready for it. They're yeah. expecting it. Yeah, um, they're almost pl- they're, they're planning for it themselves, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, again, so I think it's meant to show them in opposition to what we've seen in the Grass Kingdom so far. Is that yeah, they got guns to protect themselves, but they're not trying to actively engage with anybody. Right. They got one guy on a water tower, and they all rifle. yeah, yeah, and they'll and then, all load up if they need to. Yeah, then everyone's got a, a handgun or a shotgun maybe under the sink or something, and um, gas masks, which says to me. Well, not the first time they've been gassed. Well, also, I think if they, well, I, I think it's part of the plan. They know that 
they have that giant thing of tear gas that uh, they're going to drop on their enemies. So they're they're kind of ready for that. And it's all it all looks like it's you know maybe World War One, World War Two, great stuff. But yeah, the the gas max are there because they have the yeah. tear gas. So but yeah, see, so because right after this encounter, they go to the satellite sisters, and that becomes a whole new aspect again. We dive right. That takes us from this very weird, very out of place scene on the island with all these militant ex-military guys, um, and then we jump right into this question about surveillance, which is kind of the overall arcing arc theme of the of this arc. And so you you kind of quickly forget about that random five pages of them on the island, and it, and it, it's kind of it kind of goes away because you're immediately thrown into the the overall surveillance state that they're in. So it's, Let me tell you it's the an interesting one, way to mask kind of the storytelling of, of how they reveal things and when they reveal things. Yes. Well, and the other one that comes in the issue before that, that is uh, kind of hits and then never is brought up again in this arc is this fact that like Hemingway and Pike share some kind of secret uh, about this thing. Cause Pike is saying, uh, you know, what did you tell him? And he, Hemingway says, "I don't know anything." Yeah. Oh no, 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 um, no, no! Sorry, that was not. Is that Pike? That was not Hemingway. That was, um, that was. Wait, wait, that's the end of issue eight. Yes, that is. Um, Who was that? that oh yeah, is yeah. Johan. That's the Birdman, right? Our Birdman. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's not Hemingway. Yeah, I know the, some of the old guys all look alike, but yeah, that's 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 the no, Birdman. No, that was a memory error. Yeah, that's the Birdman. The 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 per, yeah the, the the aerial funeral. He. You know the, the the way to get rid of all the bodies. Yeah, uh, and there's yeah, the, an owl munching down on it, which yeah, is uh, a yeah. little unusual to me. Well, you know, what, what, well, I guess whatever birds they have in the area. Um, but yeah, so we, we find a little more about that. That there, there's again, there's something else, maybe a little going on about some of these deaths uh, and how they handle them, maybe internally. You know, in the in the kingdom itself. Yeah. Um. But I think, I think the basic idea here is that. Uh, the theme of this one is that you're getting the dark underbelly of the Grass Kingdom. Yeah. And uh, as I was logging this on uh, Goodreads, which I'm like one of their most active users, someone was commenting on this and they said like, I, they were like, by the end of this, I don't care who wins. Everyone's so dirty. I'm sick of it. It's kind of like watching The Wire where it's just like, I mean, you can have a favorite, I guess, based on like performance or who's funniest or wittiest or whatever. But everybody deserves a bullet in the head. Yeah, um, and I think they're well. They're definitely showing that here. That uh, again, the which is the anti-hero thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That um, I don't think you and I will be covering a lot of anti-hero stories. So I think it's healthy to kind of mix this in because I'm not a huge fan of anti-hero stuff in general. I think it's very played out. Very I, I, that's, that's, I was going to say played out. Um, they're, they're, not that it's bad. It's just played out. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, I think there are only so many beats you can hit with that. And I think and I think the, the, the intentional tone of this arc was, you know, we, we very much saw the first arc. I, I, I guess you can read it as they were being heroes, that they, they yeah. were defending themselves against the outside world, and we saw them all come together and, and embody – those quotes we, we mentioned about, you know, everyone living for each other, you know, not taking too much, sacrificing and, and doing everything together. And we saw, I think we saw the strength of the community, of the kingdom at the end there 
at the end of the arc when 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 Humbert and and his deputies ride in and 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 try to forcibly remove Maria. Right. We see we see the best possible version of the Grass Kingdom in that in that moment. I guess because it's them saying it's them standing up th- saying that we will we will defend our own um, and, and kind of it's kind of showing what they're all about there. Right. And Which we, like I guess. It's it's a redux of the end of volume one because that's Humbert storming in trying yes. to get Maria. Yeah, but all we've seen of the Grass Kingdom so far is this noble. Yes, uh, yes. We care about each other. We protect each other. Yeah. Uh, we're not greedy. We yeah. do the, like all the noble traits. Yeah, uh, and it's like yeah, of course, of course they're defending her. They're yeah. they're very intrinsically noble. Yeah. And in and this one, this it's arc, like it's, 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 oh man, they are all kind of dark and grimy. But man. They still do the family thing. Yeah, but 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 it's a, this but families arc, are messy. Yeah, they are, and that maybe said maybe they're that what they've built is it maybe it's not all that different than what's on the outside. That maybe it's the but the, they, the yeah, same they sort of problems, flaws on the same sort of messiness. Yeah, that 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 permeate through what we'll say uh, regular society also permeates through the Grass Kingdom, and that that maybe what they have isn't so perfect. And uh, and yeah, the idea that. Everyone's being surveilled. That they, uh, you know, that that you know, that everyone having their secrets, everyone having their shadyish past, is maybe not the best way to build trust around each other. That maybe it's not enough just to say, "Hey, wherever you're here is why you're here," and as long as you abide by everybody else, it's good enough. You know, right. maybe maybe it takes a little more than that. Maybe it's not so rose-colored glasses and glasses and, and idealistic like that. That you know that we saw the best of them, maybe in the first arc, and now we're seeing what the worst of it is in this arc. It's a it's a complete kind of inversion to uh, to upend the way we think about it. And said so it doesn't take it doesn't take an outside force like Sheriff Humbert and the deputies of Cargill. It takes the works and the decisions of the people running the Grass Kingdom. It takes the internal politics of their own free state to. Uh, to show the dark underside of of their supposed paradise. Yeah, and I guess what hurts about it for me is that I'm not inclined to like these type of characters anyway. Mm-hmm. And they won me over in volume one, and then they just rip it to shreds. Rip, immediately take that. At, yeah. wait, but I'm here talking about it, mm-hmm. right? So it's like it's effective at what it's doing – I just don't like when you do that to me, um, but you know it's it's kind of like uh, you know how Andy Kaufman is with the crowd. It's like whether you're laughing or booing, I don't care. I'm getting a, an emotional reaction out of you, yeah. and that's my goal yeah. as an entertainer. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and I think that's the point. What they're trying to get across here is that you're not supposed to maybe be totally rooting for them or against them. He's trying to, you know, say. We talked about how, um, you know, Humbert was a very one-dimensional character as a villain, and we don't obviously don't get more of him here. But you know, even though we know inherently that everyone in the Grass Kingdom has these dark side to him, you know, a dark side, a, a hidden past, we're actually getting them seen laid bare in 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 this arc. They're actually we're, we're getting specifics of knowing where they came from and how they got to where they are. And I think it it's meant to round these characters out. So yeah, you don't necessarily feel that, okay, just because they're here, they're on the side of good. They're on the side of right. Right. 
um, simply because they're fighting for what they believe in, as it were. That no, these people are people, and people are messy, and people have problems. And a group of them together, whether they are in a regular, normal, incorporated town in the United States of America, or in their own self-declared fiefdom of the Grass Kingdom, the same problems are going to persist because people are people everywhere. And, and um, you know, they're... Kent and Jenkins are toying with you. They, they, they want to pull you in and they want to pull that rug out from under you again uh, uh, just when you think you, you have a handle on who these characters are. Um, and yeah, it is effective. And you, which I think why the tone shift is so abrupt. And, right. and if you're expecting more of that story, I, at of, least of the tone, they broke it across trades. Yes. And at the end of the first one in the comic, yeah. they say end of part one. Yeah. Um, so it's not the bait and switch that I interpreted it as, uh, because they like telegraphed it. Yeah. That, well, this is what we're doing. Well, they, they telegraph it's the end there. There's, there's no telegraph that it's going to be as an abrupt shift as it was. Um, but I said, this is, this is why I think it reads better in collected trade because you can get through all of it and understand, okay, this is what the arc of this is as opposed to, um, well, and, and one I know, month right after issue six, coming in issue seven, and reading that, and be like, "Wait, what are we doing here? What, we're, we're not progressing. The story isn't progressing at all because the story really doesn't progress in this in this arc, as we we mentioned earlier. It's very much about tone and backstory, and and more the sense of foreboding around the kingdom. You, you, you know, we learn more about this this murder from the this death from the past. We learn more about the potential history of the thin air killer. We learn more backstory about everybody, most other other players in the grass kingdom, but the story itself doesn't actually move forward very much. We haven't learned a whole lot more other than, you know, there's a breaking point between, between Robert and Bruce. Just, just when, just when Robert has just gotten back on his feet, you know, he's back to, I guess he's sober and he's, he's running the kingdom right. better now, just when he's back on his feet and, Got a, a couple good months, a few good months under his belt. You know, Bruce kind of needles him about this, and then they they hit a they hit a breaking point, and and they come to blows, and and we see that the things that Robert wants are really the same things that that Humbert wants, and that it's all about doing whatever it takes to protect his people. You know, now since we learn the noble side of these characters, then the dark underbelly. Uh, it, what Matt Kent is telling us is that every character has a dark underbelly. Yes, and almost all of them have a good side. Do you infer from that that there is a sympathetic side to Humbert that we haven't seen or yes, haven't seen yet? I think so. I think that's a fair assumption to make. That because um, it, it it would be bad storytelling. I I think it'd be lazy storytelling if you decide that all of your quote-unquote hero characters, they get all the three-dimensional aspects. You see the good side and the bad side, but your villain is just a straight-up bad guy. Right. Um, so yeah, I, no, and that's the stuff that I just absolutely object to. I'm yeah. like, so I, I want my villain to challenge a flaw in the hero. Yes. Uh, the yeah. problem is we don't have a hero. Yeah, yeah. So This is a... Uh, which is why it would make it weirder if our villain were just a straight-up villain. Because our quote unquote right. heroes, we are seeing, we saw them at their best coming together, and now we're seeing them at their worst as they tear each other apart from the inside. 
Right. Those are our quote-unquote heroes. If our bad guy is then just someone who's just straight up bad because he hates everybody and hates the world, and yeah. we don't see where that comes like, from. Well, at least they're not him. Yeah, it, and, yes. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to prove any, improve any because, you know, there's that guy over there. Yeah, yeah. There's um, someone who's always worse. There's the so, whataboutism. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I think it's because he's so scarce. It, it, I think you're right. He's just in that one scene at the end, right? When... When after they find the truth, they find the truth about Archie and they get his confession. And yeah, and, and then he and, goes and to report to him. Bruce, Bruce says, goes, well, because he's saying, "Hey, it wasn't murder." He said, "It wasn't murder." You know, Archie found Archie found Jen. She was already she's already dead. She hung herself in her closet. He burned the the trailer out of a misguided sense of what he needed to do. And then it's that point that you know, Humber drops another bomb, saying like, "Well." You guys couldn't do an autopsy because you're you. Right. We can do an autopsy, and we found that her hands had been tied behind her back with plastic zip ties. Right. Which was this mark of all these killings that we believe are tied to the thin air killer. So if her hands were zip tied right. behind her back, which is like a shock, but not a crazy twist because someone who commits suicide does not call the person who drove them to suicide yeah. in a panic. Yeah. Well, right but, but, but 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 also like, the idea and is we like got well, that detail already. Yeah, but the the, the the detail is is like if her hands were tied is it tied behind her back to the point that you know there these indentions, you know, you know, you know, cutting off circulation in her wrists, like how could she do that and then hang herself? So that's that that's right. that's the implication there that that once again you th- this is this is Humbert saying you think you guys in the grass you, you think you've solved something you've done something you, know, you think you've done real police work and he's coming back being like no 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 right. we still got it which if and, anything just further undermines this volume in my mind yeah well it, it's yeah, like yeah oh so we went through all this muck yeah but we accomplished something oh but twist we didn't you, you you get a twist there and also you you also then get a bit of an idea that yes Humbert is still the bad guy he's still evil but like. Okay, maybe he can actually do a little bit of good police work. He, yes, maybe, no, no, no. Maybe, he's got the procedurals down. Yeah, he's got yeah. the files. He's got the paperwork. Yeah, yeah. And his foot is propped up on. Uh, yeah. And this is back in volume one. His foot was propped up on a box that said uh, "Grass Kingdom King, Six Eleven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meaning he's holding on to seven year old paperwork and yeah. has it pulled out, ready to go. Yeah. Because yeah. he's still working a case. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, so it, but so it, maybe it, that's implicitly. I mean, you have to reach for it. You got to really want it. But maybe that's implicitly yeah. the strong side of him. It's like, yeah. hey, you know what? Uh, he does represent law and order, and he is personally flawed, but he's actually not bad at the yeah. law and order piece. Which then comes down to the idea of okay, well, so we've seen that he's maybe they can actually do the investigation stuff pretty well. So then you think then, well, okay, well if they can do this stuff, if they have this ties, because again, the, the that zip tie revelation is important to Bruce because that was, he saw that uh, in his last case out, you know, we, we, we get his flashback in uh, right. the town of Raven, the, the boy that died was like the first murder in Raven in many years. The, the one note was that his hands were zip tied behind him uh, when they, when they found him dead. So that, that triggers something in, in, in Bruce. But yeah, so the question about Humbert is, okay, well if he can do this and maybe we see his actually is, maybe he is competent as an investigator. You know, sure he, he and he's got pretty legitimate reason to suspect this yeah, small group yeah, of people. Yeah. So then, 
Why haven't they arrested anybody? One of whom. Why haven't they done anything? Tied and hung a woman, and yeah. the other of whom yeah. burnt down her house with her corpse in it. Yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure that's a crime as well. Yeah, yeah. it's not murder, but it's yeah. Well, and so you know, so you know, the, by coming this way and 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 dealing with him, you know, this this sets off Robert on Bruce of like, hey man, you don't go, you don't go to the enemy, you don't share this information with him because that's going to bring a problem. Um, bring a problem for Archie and bring a problem for everybody else. But there is the idea of, okay, well, you know, what has Humbert done with all this investigative material? You know, it, it's clear that maybe he's pretty good at it, but they haven't arrested anybody, haven't figured anybody out. Do they even know it's a serial killer? You know, to be fair, the last time he went in the Grass Kingdom for any reason, he got shot. That is true. That is true. Uh, but so I think he's waiting for an excuse. To, to jump really back in. bring down everything on there. Because I think he has it narrowed down, but I don't think he really knows. Yeah. I yeah. think he would have thrown that in Bruce's face. You think he would, that, that, that he knows? I think if he knew the exact person. That's true. That, that, that seems I like mean, he, he doesn't do. want to help Bruce, but I think he wants Bruce to know how incompetent Bruce is. And and, and, and lord over him how much more he knows than, than right. Bruce does. So that, that, Which we, maybe he's just doing that by the drop. Because it's like slow torture. It is, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Then, uh, I, I don't think he could holster his ammunition that well. I don't know. Well, so, I mean, so far, the, the last couple of times we've seen him, it's Bruce goes to Cargill, talks with uh, t- talks with Humbert. And Humbert they, surprises yeah, us. They, they get heated. Bruce thinks he has the last word. And Humbert's like, nope, I got something else for you. That was the end of end of book one, uh, of volume one. And here at the end of book two, the same thing happens. He goes back there. He's like, I got the truth about the murder, about the, the, the death of, of, of Jen Handel. She was suicide. Archie screwed up. We have the evidence that proves it, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, it's done. It's over with. Close the case. And then Humber's like, nope, I got the last word again. Her hands are tied. It's It, it connects to this thin air killer. So every time... Bruce thinks he has the upper hand by showing they've investigated looked into Which, it. Humbert has come back and, and cutting him out. In ways that Humbert doesn't even understand. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. That we understand. So I do like the vantage point we have here. Again, there's no protagonist. Yeah. It's not a single person. In volume one, you would have said Robert, but there are whole issues without him now. Yeah, and and, and, and so to me, it just feels adrift. You really are following the kingdom. I was going to say that your protagonist is almost the place. And, and also how have we not talked about the title? Grass Kings. It's plural. Yes. yes. Well, Yet, I, there's I, one King of the kingdom. There is, but I, I think the, the idea is where we see three different vantage points. We see Roberts, Bruce's and really Asher. We get less of him, but right. he's, he's still a main character. So the idea that the grass dynasty, yeah, yeah. That, they, that they are the Kings of this, of you know because the, I thought it meant that perhaps each person like there is no king and they're all king unto themselves. Yeah, but I I, I think it's just a, a an allusion to the fact that these are the three that kind of hold the various parts together here. Yeah. Um. That that losing one of them could you know you know kind of your 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 three legs of the stool there you lose one of them the whole thing topples over. Um. But yeah, no, it it it, it and that's exactly what happens at the end here. That right. Bruce comes back from Cargill and tells Robert what he did, and Robert blows up at him, basically like like you're going to the enemy. You know what are you doing, spilling our secrets? You know that that tape of that tape of Archie and and the the, the the phone call between him and 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 Jen before before Jen was found dead. Like that's that's ours. 
you had no right to take that information over right. to Cargill, and he blows up on him and 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 you know basically beats him up uh, and starts shouting, uh, uh, you know, kind of you know all about what they have to do, what what their responsibility is, you know, right. to the kingdom, not to the truth, which because because of the detail about the hands being bound and that triggering um, uh, uh, Bruce's time when he was away from the kingdom as sheriff in, in Raven. He now feels a greater responsibility to find this serial killer because it's something that connects him to both his time in and outside of the kingdom. He wants to find the truth. This is what I got to do. Well, that and the thing that he ran from yes. has caught up to him. Yeah, well, well, so yeah, it's well, like... yeah. There's no escaping this. You turn around and face it. Yeah. So whether in the Grass Kingdom or in, it, it, or in Raven or the next place, for him, it's about finding the truth about this because again, it, it, it came from both inside and outside the kingdom. For his experience, he he is driven by finding the truth, and Robert's like, no, our job is to protect the kingdom, protect our land, our people, our community. So we do whatever we need to do internally, but we're not going out and trying to find, you know going to the outside world and giving them potential evidence that there's a killer here. You know, if there's one here, we'll find it and, and we'll deal with it our way. I can, that's kind of what right. Robert's saying. As Bruce is being like, no, we need all the help we can get. The problem is, yeah. There's a serial killer here. We need Robert's everybody. way, which yeah. is drunk on the porch and yeah. not asking questions about it because yeah. we would rather ignore unpleasant things. Yes, yeah. and but and now, now it appears his way is, okay, we'll deal with it, but we'll deal with it internally. Like you don't, right. it, you know, the bigger thing is going outside the family, as it were. You know, yeah. which is why and there are so many real life analogies here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. This yeah. is, uh, you know, like, and again, it, it, I think it again shows that the Grass Kingdom, in in the end, isn't all that different. Because again, what Bruce, what Bruce, no, the, actually, the term for this in you know whether it's college football and somebody a coach finds out somebody cheated and they yeah. try to deal with it internally yeah. with internal discipline or. Uh, anything like that, it's called institutional failure. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's the term. Yeah. Uh, and whether it's the police department or the Catholic mm-hmm. church or uh, it's institutional failure. Yeah. And this is grass kingdom institutional yeah. failure, which is really freaking sad for 13 people or something, you know, whatever. This well, is. I think it's a little more than that, but yeah, um, but it, yeah, but it's the idea that, you know, it, it is now Bruce up with it. Cause, cause Bruce, you know, he wants truth. He wants the answer. Doesn't care who's there. He is now, by by basically siding with truth, he wants to know what is going on with this serial killer, with this thin air killer. That's yeah. all he's driven by. And by, it's a good by, twist yeah, that but him by, siding with truth is also him siding with Humbert. Or, or and I'm saying, I'm saying specifically by siding with truth, he is now effectively siding against the Grass Kingdom because right. that is not what Robert wants. Because Robert wants to keep everything internal. So by him, by Bruce saying, no, 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 this is there are things that are bigger than us. And that is the truth behind this. If there's someone here, if there's not, if this is all a bunch of BS, we need to find out because there are too many ties saying there might be something here. We got to find out what that is and we need all the help we can get because that's the most important. And, right. Robert and Maria saying, shares no. the same drive as Bruce. Yes. Yeah. Which is uh, a conflict. It's two ships yeah. headed toward each other yeah. that collide just past yeah. the end frame yeah. here. Which is why... Um, see, Maria comes to the grass cannon because she thought it'd be different. Right. And she finds out Which, that it's not. It's just a microcosm for all of them. They all thought, they all yeah. naively thought, uh, 
Well, we can just take people from the outside world and put them in a different place. Yeah. And they'll magically become other people. Yeah. And they yeah. don't. Yeah. That's but just it's only, not how it works. But it's only Bruce who, at, by the end of this arc, is basically saying, okay, well, if this is how it is for me no, long, no longer to be part of the, the Grass Kingdom, like this is bigger for me if I can't be here. He, if he's basically exiled now, um, I'm going to continue doing this because this is what I believe is important now. So it's kind of him coming to that realization that maybe there are things bigger than the Grass Kingdom. And that's something that Robert can't accept. Because right. for Robert now, because Robert basically just got this back, you know, for him, you know, once he lost his 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 daughter and his wife, everything fell apart. And he was still in charge, but not really in charge. So he he feels he just got this back. I'm just back to myself, who I need to be for our people and our community. And now his own brother is coming in and saying, no, 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 no. We got to throw all that away because there's something greater than that. Robert can't handle that. He can't he can't process that as a possibility. So, you know, in the end, throws Bruce out and, and Yeah, and I think house. it's even possible that had Bruce come to Robert before going to Humbert, maybe they would have had a better discussion about getting to the truth. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Uh, but I think or, he's, or, or he's reacting he had, to the betrayal of going to Humbert. Yes, yes. More so than his disinterest in the truth. No, y- y- yes. Uh, but his hatred of that man has yeah. made him say, well, screw the truth. Yeah. Uh, well, because that guy can't Because Robert knows by going to the outside to find the truth, there are other forces that will come in outside of just outside of just the right. people oh, of Cargill. Oh, you just gave them all the warrant they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, 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 what, what Bruce is saying is – Something bigger is going on here. There's something this if there's someone here, there's, there's something bigger than just the grass kingdom. So we need outside help. We need as much as we can to figure this out to help our own cause. And what Robert is saying is no 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 no. There's nothing bigger than the grass kingdom. We will figure it out. I think he does want to find this out because again, he was the one who was obsessed with the idea of the thin air the thin air air, air killer. The, the serial killer that right. he believes, you know, probably took his daughter. So He's not. Yeah, he's not opposed to try to find that. He was investigating with Bruce earlier in the in the arc. It's just the idea of what's most important is keeping it internal. Right. That we'll figure it out this way, uh, doing it our way with our people, and we, you know, we find the truth of it. We'll deal with it. You don't go to the outside. You don't bring anyone else in because that gives them, like I said, all the warrant for to bring more folks in to to destroy their way of life as they see it to find this one thing because because this one thing is big, but it's not bigger than everything. Robert has carved out for himself a great position as a D1 college coach. Really does, yeah. It's just like, uh, you know, no, we don't report to any outside authority. We don't go to the school president. There's a lot of Urban Meyer Um, in him. uh, Yeah, I wasn't going to name names. You know what? You know, I I thought about not doing it, and then you know what? I realized I don't care what Urban Meyer thinks. But, you know, it's also yeah, uh, Jim Trestle went down in the same way, Joe Paterno yeah. in a much more egregious way. Yeah. Um, and I think there are smaller infractions like that all the time. But that yeah. it, So it, it is a relatable human impulse yeah. to say, I don't want to admit this is out of my control. Yeah. I don't want my people to suffer unnecessarily yeah. because of one person. Uh, so I want to deal there's, with this internally. Like, that's the pool, and that's a real understandable uh, thing here. I don't think Robert, and, it's, Robert's it's, not the enemy. No, it, it's it's pride and ego that like right. the idea that like he spent how many months 
being a drunk on his porch, that he looked, that everyone knew about it, that he was clearly disengaged. He was weak. He wasn't able to do his job to the kingdom. Right. Now he's back in it. And now Bruce is saying like, no, 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 no. You can't do this. Right. He undermines the way he does yeah. the job. Yeah. And yeah. so, Which yeah. Which is th- brutal. Th- yeah. Th- there is a sense of betrayal that, yeah, it- it's his own brother. But yeah, he's like, no, no, no. I can do this. That's why I'm in charge here. And yeah, you don't want to show that weakness um, to the people that you're supposed to be leading. Um, so yeah, you 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 make decisions out of that fear of, out of fear of losing uh, your position, and and I think you're right. That is, it's incredibly human. Uh, it's an incredibly relatable uh, a reaction, even if it's a flawed reaction. It's one that we see over yeah, and over. It's incredibly again. misguided, yes. and we know basically where that has to end. Yes, it only it only um, it only ever ends one way. Right. But okay, so I think we've we've recapped in literally half the time. I think so, uh, yeah. Because again, they're, they're, this arc again, you, you can look back it gets on smaller it smaller each time. You, you, Six, you, five, yes. four. You can look back on it and say it, it is maybe a lesser arc, but because there is less action here, there is less story movement. It's all about understanding. Right. To me, there's less narrative yes. unfolding. Yes, uh, and it's more. It's all backstory. And yeah, it's, and, I was and, say treading and, water, and that's not fair at all. It's not treading uh, water. It's it's plumbing the depths of the texture that was covered. Yeah, uh, I just would would like it to be moving forward and deeper at the same time. Yeah, I was gonna say we're moving deeper, not forward. We right. move, we, we inched forward, but we went like four miles deep. And um, in the first volume, it was we went forward. Without a lot of depth, we didn't even learn the names of, of any characters. Of some people, yeah, of, of, of um, a few of the characters, yeah, a few, a few the side they, characters. They didn't have dialogue. They didn't, you didn't get their name. You yeah. just saw them. Um, and you didn't really understand the rules of the kingdom. I still don't know. Do they actually own this land? Is it autonomous from yeah. uh, what presumably is the American government? It you know, could also be Canada. Yeah. Um, well, but, 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 <laughs> but it's America. There would be... There would be a weird irony in the fact that if they're on this land that they bought from the U.S. government, to then be a part to send declare yourself free of that, like so you've right. now recognized you 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 you've recognized the government that you're trying to avoid like detection from by officially acquiring this land, like you know. I mean, the, to me, that's like selling. It's, it's like emptying your checking account and using that to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. Being like, I'm totally out of the system. It's yeah. like, you can just spend all of the system's money to get the non-system to, yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no. That, but, and so, you still it, appraise the value of the Bitcoin it by is, yeah. the US dollar. Yeah, so, so, so I would have to imagine that they are, I think at some point someone calls them squatters. So I would assume they're not there, quote unquote, officially. But, right, they, but the federal but, government... But they, Keeps pretty close tabs on who pays taxes and well, and I what think and I think land. that's part of the issue that I think the people of Cargill are like they're like why isn't someone coming to take these people out why are they still mm, there yeah. why aren't you doing anything about them and I did hear on NPR uh, a few years ago uh, which is probably not helpful information to disseminate but they said basically our um, federal taxes are essentially on the honor system. Because the cost of pursuing you, if you make less than four or five hundred thousand dollars a year, is like they spend more to get the money from you if they have to track you down, and uh, even getting noticed, you know, in that way is like the lottery. Um, 
if you're trying so they're like you know you should pay your taxes but more than often than not nothing will really happen to you because it's not worth prosecuting that being said i think their information was outdated because you know we missed by like a couple thousand dollars and they definitely came after us. It took them two years to send us a letter. Yeah. Um, they, they, they'll get there eventually. Uh, yeah. And we paid it. But we, we were happy to pay. We weren't trying to dodge our taxes. But they just changed something and we didn't know and yada, yada. Yeah. But um, all that to say, even if I didn't send that $2,000 in, I don't think I would be in prison right now. Um, probably not. They just probably keep hounding you. Yeah. Then, I just get letters. Yeah. Um, and they could, it could be like wage garnishment. They, they, they made us take it directly from you and then be like, okay, we're done. But they're not going to prosecute you that way, probably. I'm not even going to send the police to my house. No, like they, they wouldn't do uh, that. Like I said, I think they, they, they would go to wage garnishment first. And right. then and then that's a that's like a passive way of getting what they need from you. Which versus, maybe they're doing something like that to the Grass Kingdom. Or maybe Cargo is paying uh, for the Grass Kingdom, uh, which would be a really interesting twist. But I don't think we ever get into it, that. Because it, it's not important. It, it's, like it, they're it, not trying to tell an interesting story about... Uh, this rebellious yeah. lot of people and, I, yeah. and their attempt at a, creating a society, that's just the setting. Yeah, and that's one of the tone shifts because after the first arc, you would probably get the sense that, okay, there's a, there's a mystery going on here because that, that comes at the very end of the arc, but for the most part, you're reading it and it seems to be about this community and the idea of what this community is versus what the regular world is like in Cargill. Right. And then... You get to this arc, and it's not that at all. It becomes less important. You see the fractures in it because what they try to do is show that this supposed Eden, this supposed paradise, is actually just like the the rest of the real world. Has the same cracks, the same flaws, the same messed up people. So it's actually not any different. And that's no longer important because now we're focusing on the underbelly, this right. this, this this mysterious death, potential serial killer. All the same kind of problems. So they're actually kind of deconstructing what they set up so that, yeah, the idea of where this place is, how they function, none of that's really important because that's not what the story is about. But you could be forgiven if, as you're reading the first arc, you think that that the story is going to be about. Right. But it it turns out to not be that. Yeah. So you just have to bury your inner George R.R. Martin. Who yeah. wants to know Aragorn's tax policy? Tax policy, yeah, um, yeah. What happens? Like, you know, what happens the, the day after the coronation? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, you're just the worst kind of nerd that ruins everything. Yeah. Um, Which, like, again, I think it, it 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 speaks back to why we don't get a specific setting. You know, there, right? Because because that's not actually important, even though it seemed like it might have been. That's not what the story is actually about. It is well, just, if the, to, yeah. If the story had not changed direction, yeah. that would matter. Now it doesn't. Yeah, because now, our yeah. focus has shifted. Yeah, n- now we're in this idea of, hey, this is now a, this is now a, a noir story about a potential serial killer that just happens to be out in some rural part of the country right. that claims to be a free and independent state. I'm gonna. I'm now referring to it as the Tennessee Valley. That's how I've. Pr- progressed that's I, I, that, um, that, 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 that's that's solid i think that's solid um i mean i, I can't refute that i can't no uh, that, nor that, can i prove it it's uh, not that i have evidence to be like no it can't be there but yeah it could yeah. very well be no it's just that lush green opening panel in there volume is. one there's um, a lot of great stuff going on there in terms of uh what it, the potential... and it is a hilly area it's just not mountainous it's not mountainous yeah and i think i think that i don't know if that's no, a, there are i mean 
This is mountain, mountainish right here. Yeah, there's there. I guess in the background there, there are some, but you know, it's 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 not. I don't know if it's it's. But it's a large lake yeah. too. It is a pretty big lake. Well, again, we talked about them coming from the. I wouldn't call it a great lake, but no, 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 sizable. But again, th- these are things that are when you read when you're reading this story that maybe you have questions about that maybe they're things that maybe they'd be interesting to you as the reader, but you realize that they're not interesting or they're less interesting maybe to the creators because they're not integral to the story. And it's bad writing to just sit down and answer every question the reader has about the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's just, uh, I like that, which is why, you know, I'm the type of person I don't care about spoilers. Um, You know, if somebody wants to tell me the plot of um, Thor Love and Thunder uh, before I go in, first of all, I read the Jason Aaron run, yeah. so I know yeah. Yeah. basically what the plot is already. Yeah. But if somebody wants to spoil the heck out of that movie, that will not diminish my enjoyment in any way at all. I, I'm, I'm the same way, but there are plenty of people who are on the other side of that. Oh, my goodness, who, yeah. Um, who, again, I I respect them, even if I, if I think they're – you know, out of their gourd, but you know, that's, that is, that is what it is with stories. But you know, this is one that, uh, you know, I, I, you know, it looks like you've got a favorite page pulled up. I have a, I have, I have a, I have a panel pulled up for, for kind of my bookmark here at the end, but you know, it's kind of the, the last word on the, on the storytelling in that, you know, it, it's often rare when a book, I think shifts tones as hard as this does. Um, especially it, for such a short series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if yeah. it was a hundred, issues and at issue 50 it shifts tones like this yeah okay yeah. you it, know you're it, on the down side of a long mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. this is such a short story yeah and and to, to go from to to kind of make the hard turn that it does it, it makes another turn no spoilers into the final arc there's another turn there um but it's not nearly as hard as the turn from volumes one and two and i think that's that's a rare and you know, potentially, I think it's potentially um, perilous storytelling choice because you can you can turn off yeah. readers. It, it's a, you brought up the wire earlier. I mean, you think about the the shift in tone from the first season of the wire to the second season of the wire. Um, a lot of people were like, "What what show is this?" You know, with right. totally different characters, totally different setting. Um, but yeah, that you can potentially alienate the people who were in on the first the initial story you presented and now you're saying, well, that, that story, it's not actually what we're doing here. We're doing something a little bit different. And some people can feel like it's a bait and switch, but see, I don't think it's a bait and switch here because you never go back to that. We're constantly changing. Right. They're telling you now, this was our setup. That was a story we're telling. It is narrowing its focus. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think, I think, I think that's a great way to put it, that it is changing that this is our setting. This is our world. And now, now we're showing you, how we would tell this kind of story in the world we just set up. But some people just want stories set in that world. They don't want this specific story kind of story, you know? Right. They're examining how do we do this kind of noir storytelling in this setting that we've we've created. When some people may read that first arc and think, oh, the story is about the setting they've created, when that's not actually the case. So I think it's a I think they're can be commended for for taking a chance that I think a lot of a lot of creators um, either don't think to take or would would never decide to do. Um, again, I think you're right by 
highlighting the the fact that it's such a short run. Um, I mean, I think that's the challenge. Again, I'm pretty sure this was my suggestion that we do this one. So I remember was, yeah. loving this. Yeah. And I also remember feeling like volume two was a slog. Yeah. Um, so, and I actually have virtually no memory of volume three. I did not read ahead. Okay. I know you finished it out. I did finish it out. Uh, yeah. Which I actually kind of like this. I and mean, I think in the future, we're going to do things like the unwritten, which you've read in entirety and loved. And I have not, and I will probably take that a trade at a time and be in the experience of our ideal listener. Yeah, someone yeah, who is yeah. uh, listening to this first time going through it together, but has a guide who's been through it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that should be a cool dynamic. Yeah. I would be stunned if I was able to pull that off in the other direction. Uh, I doubt there's anything that I've read and remember that you've never read. Uh, or wouldn't sit down and read in one sitting. Well, if, 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 if the challenge was that, issued, that would be the harder point. I, I think we could probably find something that would fit that bill, but then the the issue would be my willpower to not be like, "Well, I'll just read it tomorrow night." Yeah, I don't think you have the restraint. Yeah, that, that, that um, would be that would that take a big leap on my part. I, I could do it though if we found a story good enough. Um, but yeah, so um, I think that probably wraps up our our thoughts here on uh, on volume two, right? Yeah. Uh, two last things for me. Yeah. One. I do have a quote that I loved. I believe it's from Pike's backstory. I think it's from Pike, if he's the one narrating that in issue eight. Uh, 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 He says, you have to protect what empathy you've got. And he's talking about this in the the pages where he's fighting off wolves and things like that in the wild. Um, But it was unclear to me if it was him or... um, uh, what's her name? Oh, I think, I, I, that. I think it's what's her name. I think that's Jen talking. It's Jen because yeah. they're talking about how similar their stories yeah, are. She, she's ne- Jen she's narrating says that, his story. Yeah. Even though it applies to him. Yes. So like the premise of that quote, you have to protect what empathy you've got, uh, assumes that one empathy is a finite resource. Uh, you are like born with or given a certain amount of it. And the only thing that can happen to it transactionally is that you lose it. Uh, which is a really kind of dire, cynical look, but that's kind of the world we're living in in this book. Uh, and you also hear this about the guy who, at the opening of that, this is the one where it opens with him stabbing a mother rat yes. as she's going to feed her children. And it's like, um, he may have already rounded that corner, guys. He may have lost most of the empathy already. Uh, he's not particularly friendly to the interrogators, uh, and he's got that suspicious... Story um, with uh, the bird guy. It, it could also be that um, maybe he had all of that until Jen ended up dead. Yes. And yeah. No, he lost it. Maybe that's what broke him. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that that's a really good. I really love that quote. That that those two pages there are one of uh, some of the few in this arc that are more visually based. Yes, uh, with less dialogue, uh, and I and I really yeah. enjoyed that and, and that, stint. That whole arc, you know, even though I was like, "Why am I hearing about Pike?" Yeah, I yeah. don't it's, know if I care because we we, yeah, we don't know anything um, about him. But yeah, you talk about you know, you have to protect the empathy you've got. You have to remember that not all that that they're not all the same. There is goodness in most people. Sometimes you just have to find out how to bring it out of them. You have to become one of them, but also not. So it's like the idea right. of. You have to reach down and find an understanding and understand that, except that everybody's different. 
And in order to really understand but, people, you do have to become a little bit like them. Yes, but also understanding that that you where are the line is. Yeah, that, that 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 you're 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 not all the same. So it's like it's the idea of um, you know, like the idea that uh, equality is accepting everyone is different but treating them the same, as opposed to eliminating the things that make people different by treating them the same. Right. So the idea of recognizing that everyone's got different experiences, everybody's different, but seeing the part inside of all of them that you can connect to and find right. that humanity um, and that empathy and moving forward with that. And I think, I think that's a, a, a that it weirdly might've been the, the best issue out of the arc, even though you're right, it's probably a character I care the least about. Um, in, well, but in, in isn't pop- that a tribute to the issue? Though? I think it is. If it's I like, think it is. man, we both got some of our favorite panels there, some of the best art, some of the best storytelling. And it was one that I was like, can I skip this one? I yeah. think I could skip this one yeah, the, uh, uh, with no impact. What are we really learning about the story? We're learning about Pike and we learn more about it, It's kind of the first flashback for this, this gen character who's brand new, who's we, already dead. We learn more suspicious stuff about the bird man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, but there are like, some, that's a long walk for that. Line. It is. It is. And, but, but there are some really, really beautiful things uh, in that backstory and in those lines. I, I will agree with that. By the way, added to the playlist now will be uh, Marilyn Manson in the shadow of the Valley of death. All them witches, the marriage of coyote woman, woman, women. I don't know which one I wrote down. Uh, uh, marriage of coyote woman, woman. Yes. Uh, then Rolf Harris, two little boys. Uh, who do we have? Uh, the Doors, Riders on the Storm. Oh man, when I read that one, I went and flipped back through it because I'm like, I can hear that one. As you can I'm hear reading. that one as it goes through. Yeah. Uh, and then Iron Maiden, Wicker Man. Uh, not a big Iron Maiden fan. Uh, neither am I. Uh, so we'll see. But I also was not a fan of. So, oh, I'm not a Bruce Springsteen fan. That's no. the other thing. Is, and my wife loves Bruce Springsteen. She also loves Tom Petty, and so does the rest of the world except me. So uh, I am an outlier there. But either way, I like that. I assume they're not just picking music they like. These are yeah. songs uh, that both genre-wise of the song fit the mood of this, but more importantly, the lyrics they've placed on the back cover. The specific lyrics, yeah, definitely. Are, I think if you um, if you read those... I said we'll have pictures of those up on the uh, on the show page on the site. You can you can see one see what is for each uh, each issue, and then yeah, think about how how you might think it applies. If, if it's you know maybe it's, it's it's just overall thematic feel and vibe. Maybe it's the specific lines that apply to a a certain character's motivation or something like that. But I, I do think it's uh it, it's and I just love this because it's not handholdy. Right? Yeah, they're not going to tell you yeah. what to think about yeah. the song or the story. But also, you know, they're not doing it by accident. So right. it's not accidental. Yeah. They want people to look into it. They right. want people to examine it, listen to the song, think about the lyrics. They're inviting you to do that, but they're not telling you why. And so it's just it's just right. It's an added thing there that they've put on that they feel is important to their storytelling. Um, that they they feel is additive in letting the letting the audience, letting the reader, creating a full experience. Yeah, yeah. make the connections for themselves. Um, yeah. And the trend nowadays, I kind of wonder if this came out now. Um, there's been a, a recent indie comic trend of releasing vinyl records with things. It's not huge, but I see it on the order list more than I used to. Uh, and some of them are unnecessary. Like uh, D- Dark Knight's the newest metal one. Yeah. Uh, had a vinyl release. And yeah. I'm like, was anyone clamoring for that? Um, but... It's well, like I, a personal playlist made by Greg Capullo yeah, and Scott I, Snyder. I think I think it's more the idea of uh, it wasn't a thing before, and now it's a thing at all. 
so it seems like it's a bigger deal than it is. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I, I think if this were published a little more recently, um, you would probably get um, like what you saw with Royal City. You'd probably get a full playlist of here's the things we're yeah. listening to. Although this um, came out after Royal City, yeah, but I'm, I, I'm, I, but yeah. I think the the idea of of maybe having a built-in Spotify playlist, something oh, you, sure. that, that yeah. you could always you could go right back to and immediately find. Um, that I think it'd be a little more prevalent now, uh, whether it's an actual vinyl release or something like that. I think the idea of of incorporating the music, which is, I'm sure, inspiration for them as they are creating the 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 the, the story. Both, um, I mean, I'm sure maybe not both, but maybe. Uh, Jenkins and his art and, and, and Kitten is writing the kind of things they're listening to that inspire them for this particular story. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering we'll, we'll if, more if, of it. if Kent sends the script over and says, this is a song I was listening to, or yeah. if Jenkins sent some art over and says, this is what this, I was this, listening this to. This was playing in the studio when um, I was going on, you know, when I was, when I was, uh, when I was drawing these pages here. I think, uh, I, I think Tyler Jenkins is in Canada. I think like so. Alberta, yeah. And, you know, Matt's in St. Louis. So they're yeah. not working in the same space. Mm-hmm. And I think anything you can do like that to hand off, like some of the creative ethos, um, pass down is, some is of the vibes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if, if these were songs that maybe they were talking about um, from maybe each of their personal playlists, and maybe, maybe some of them are from Matt Kent, some of them are from Tyler Jenkins. Who knows? But I, I, you know, said it's, it's not, it's not an accident that they put those songs and those lyrics on the backs of those issues. Yeah, um, and I didn't spend enough time chewing on it. So that's one that I'll go back to <laughs> probably when we wrap the series. When we finish th- Volume 3, uh, you know, and I put the playlist together, I'm not only going to listen to the playlist straight through, but I will have my books with me. And, and really l- delve into the lyrics of those capture, songs. like, where is yeah. that line in the context of the song? Yeah, I'm going to waste so much time on that. Oh, I can't um, wait. Yeah, so anyway... Thank you again for listening. Uh, there was just one more episode coming in Grass Kings. Um, and uh, I think hopefully by the end of next episode, we'll be announcing what you can look forward to after this. Uh, as of now, we've got a couple things uh, in the hopper. Uh, so nothing definitive yet, but join us on Facebook. Join us on our website. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, comment. Uh, share, vote, uh, lobby for your favorite story. Uh, we would love to interact about Grass Kings, about Paper Girls. We're still taking questions on that. And uh, we look forward to test, uh, wrapping up the series with you. Have a uh, good one, and thanks for listening. Peace.